Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimes.net and you can find me on the web as well, Facebook rather. Just go to the search window, what are you on your smartphone, tablet, uh, laptop, desktop, if you're lazy at work or, or whatever, and just go to the search window and type in the Clown Times again, that's Clown Spell with K. You can find me there as well. A whole hell of a lot to get into. I mean, we just made this featured NBA trade deadline as well as National Sunday Day passed and you know, there was that uh, abomination for our abomination called the Super Bowl 53, as you know, as well as, you know, the sad uh, uh, news of um, of uh, Frank Frank uh, Robertson passing early today. Uh, he was an icon and, and, and actually a pioneer in many ways in Major League Baseball. But we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to cover the NBA first. Um, I'm going to speak with, like, like we're going to the trades today, I'm going to speak with my man, uh, he's like my former partner from the weekend show called The Weekend Adjustments that was on 1450 AM WMOH, The Ticket. Uh, his name is Jared Singleton, Jared Singleton. So, what's up, Jay? How you been? It's a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, Scotty. How you doing today, man? I'm I'm living. <laughs> I'm trying to stay dry and shit, all that good shit. Um, before we get into the NBA, that's what we both love. Uh, you know, that's that's our first love and everything else. Um, any news on the weekend adjustments uh, uh, status? Yeah, I, like I know it's been on, uh, on a hiatus. Uh, have you heard anything? Uh, we're working toward it. Uh, we haven't quite figured anything out yet, Kevin. Um, Kevin, who has been, you know, with uh, you, you, you partnered up with Kevin. He, uh, he just had a little one. Yeah. You know. So congratulations right. to him. He's still, uh, he's, he's still right. being first time dad. It's, uh, it's still yeah. new to him. Whereas for me and you, we're seasoned veterans. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> he he he's actually like the rook. So I don't know if we we can put him through Ricky Hayes because he's going through that right now as we speak. So waking up at all hours of the night. So, uh, but congrats to him nonetheless. Um, welcome to fatherhood, as we want to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, dude, all these trades. Like first of all, I was going to talk to you about the Anthony Davis trade that didn't happen. The bias trade to Philly that did happen, obviously, and Harrison Barnes getting traded in the middle of the game. But then that was before. Let's see. Let me run this down here. That was before the Sixers, Markel Fultz, the Magic, Memphis sent like Marcus Gasol to the Raptors, and the Bucks getting like Mirror taking a three-player deal, as well as the Lakers like like sending Beasley right across the way to the Clippers. So. All these trades, man. But let's 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 start. Like, which of these trades, like, 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 took you by surprise? Was like, holy shit, what just happened? Marcus all to the to the Raptors. 
Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, I knew I Marcus agree. All was going somewhere, but to Toronto, <laughs> that had right. me kind of uh, <laughs> that that piqued my interest immediately. Like, what did they give up for him? And then you look at it, and it's like. I mean, CJ Miles, they gave up what CJ Miles, a first round draft pick, and Jonas right. Valchunas. That's yeah. not Valchunas, much. Yeah. Not much. Right. Especially when you got Tobias Harris commanding, you know, a bunch of draft picks. Like that was that just shocked me that Memphis couldn't get more for Gasol unless they were trying to send him out of conference. But why do they care? Like it just it, it, it didn't right. didn't make much sense to me. But you know, hey, it's probably. I don't know. It, it's interesting because it gives it, it gives Toronto another big man. But the thing is, is Serge Ibaka is playing the best basketball he's played since Oklahoma right. City, and he's thriving at the five. And Mark Gasol plays the five. What what, what are you going to do? Split minutes? Who's who's? What do you do there? I mean, it just <laughs> to me, it just doesn't. I don't know. It didn't make sense. Like I felt yeah. like there were other traits that could be made that would have made a little bit more sense for Toronto. But I mean, it adds another. I mean, another top twenty-five, twenty twenty-five talent to their roster. So, I mean, depending on where you see Kyle yeah. Lowry, that gives them three. Yeah, you know, I was going to say. Speaking of Lowry, I think Toronto was like buffering themselves in case they weren't going to have Lowry, and or perhaps like. Um, uh, what's his name? God, dang it! The guy, like Kawhi, the guy was sitting there this season. Yeah, Kawhi. Just in case they're going to lose out yeah. on those two cats in the off season, um, I think they were suffering <laughs> for that. But I would just so shock that, like you, Mark Gasol. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Um, I, I I didn't see it coming. I I didn't see it coming. I, I kind of figured oh. that Toronto was going to make a move, but I didn't see this. Move, you know what I'm saying? And plus. Valanciunas was a nice player. I mean, I know he's hurt. He's coming off of a, what, thumb injury, I guess. But he was pretty yeah, sweet. He, he, he plays he, damn good basketball. Yeah, I mean, he, he plays good basketball. He, he's a minus defensive player. You're replacing sure. Valanciunas with, I mean, a, a much better version of himself offensively and then obviously a significantly sure. improved player defensively. Mm-hmm. Money-wise, you're spending more, I guess. But I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just – I don't like the fit. That's my issue is I don't like the fit with the team. Now, I could be completely wrong because, I mean, who am I sitting here eating a pizza? But still. <laughs> I just had pizza earlier today, so, so, so that's funny. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would – you do. Yep, I had some Domino's, man. Domino's rock. I just do that little plug. That's what I had. That's, that's what I just had, you know, just between us. What? Well, Domino's need to pay us, damn it. We're giving them free pub. Um, but yes. at any rate, uh, pasta pub at that. But one thing that really shocked me, another trailer shocked me, I didn't think Philly was going to unload Markel Fultz. I, I, I didn't think any there would be any takers for him just because he's like seen as a bus right now. I know he's in this only his second season, but he dude has been a, he's been a hot mess for an overall, an overall draft pick. Yeah. I want you to do me a favor. What did – Philadelphia get in return for Mark Fultz. They got, let's see, they got, I uh, had it written down here, but they got this dude, Jonathan Simmons, a protected 2021 yep. rounder and a 2019 second round pick. Yep. The first round okay. pick. That first rounder, yes, that first round pick, you know, it was conveyed through Oklahoma City. And it yep. is protected for anything that's not the last 10 picks of the first round. 
Mm-hmm. So if it does not convey this year, it becomes a 2022 and a 2023 second round pick. So I mean, it really doesn't matter. But that's that's what they got from Mark Elfold. Think about this from Orlando's side. Alfred Payton was their last quote-unquote point guard. If he, he's, I never really saw him as a point guard. I saw him more of a two-guard, like a Ben Gordon-type player. Now sure. they have a guy in Markel Fultz who uh, is a mental, physical, whatever it is. It's a reset. It's here. Come play in Orlando where nobody cares and there is absolutely no pressure on you. And see if you can make something happen. You know, see if you can get your confidence back, if you get your shot back. Because, man, he was no joke when he played at Washington. No joke whatsoever. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Orlando gave up next to nothing. They gave up Jonathan Simmons, who good defensively. Okay, okay, okay. There are eight players. This is the best <laughs> stat I've heard all day on any of these trades, okay? Eight yep. players who have shot worse than Markel Fultz. And in, in, in the in his two years, there are eight players who have shot worse. One of those players, Jonathan Simmons. Damn. <laughs> well then. <laughs> wow. Don't you there just you go. love talking to me, Scott? Dude, I, I this is why it's been so long since I talked to you because I forgot that you are the stats savant. You, 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 you're the stats dude. I'm sorry. I thought my, like, my, my regular partner, like, Dwayne Nash is the stats guy. You are the stats divine. I, I, I should have known better. I, I should have came prepared because, but, 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 again, it's been a while since we last hollered at each other. So, that's good to know. But that's yeah. funny as hell because the Sixers essentially traded their number one pick for a lesser version of of the number one pick. Which, I mean, well, you, know, you can't say necessarily a lesser version because he, he's, he's, Jonathan Simmons is more of a wing player, which, I mean, right. they're, I wouldn't say they're necessarily, like, everybody needs a wing player. I don't care. You could right. have 15 of them and you want that, you know, or you could have 14 of them and you want your 15th man to be a, a wing player. Like, everybody needs a wing. And especially one that's defensively adept like he is. Like, he's he's a good defensive player. He comes from that Spurs system. So, for all right. the things that he is, shooting-wise, which career-wise, he's like a 30 – I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I don't have them in front of me. I think he's like a 38% three-point shooter, but in the last year and a half, he's bumped down to like 28% or something like that. Just something egregious. Yeah. And it's just – it's like an extended cold spell. But, I mean – my main concern with Philadelphia kind of pivoting a little bit. What are, who's going to handle the ball? I mean, that's a fantastic starting five, but is J.J. Redick your point guard? Are you going to get the ball to Jimmy Butler and say, here, run oh, a point for us? Like, what are you going to do? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, Simmons, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> who who runs it after Simmons? <laughs> Simmons tells him, doesn't play 42 minutes a game. True. I, I mean, wondering. I guess you're you're, you're still running out T.J. McConnell. I guess so. I was gonna I was gonna ask you. I mean, <laughs> with this young man, I'm pulling for him. I really am pulling for him. Markel. Is he? I am too. Is, is he gonna get it together? I mean, I mean, because this is damn near tragic. I mean, the, from a guy who had so much game at Washington. Yeah, I know it's college, but I thought his game would translate to the NBA, and I think you did too. But it just for some reason. 
it has to be happening in Philly. I mean, to the point where he's like uh, bobbling the ball, playing hot potato at the free throw line, trying to hit the free throw. I mean, it's 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 a trip, man. It's sad too. I just hope that you he, can tell me I, it's I, I your just, shoulder. Yep. Like you can tell me it's your shoulder all day, and I'll believe you. If you tell me your shoulder's hurting all day, I will believe you until you bobble the ball at the free throw line, bring it back down, and then shoot it. I'll believe you yeah. 100% until that happens. And then I'll look at you and say your shoulder might be hurting, but you have you have it. It's in your head. You have the yips. Honestly, yeah. I hate saying this because it – Dude needs to just go down to the G League and whoop some ass for a couple of uh, for a couple of you know for for a couple of months. Just whoop some ass. Show why he's right. an NBA player and then come back. I might have to. I mean, it's just it's just something. Have, it's the mental side is really it's a trip, man. The, the mental side of of this stuff because he has the physical tools, but when that when you when you when you messed up between the ears, man, that's that's just. That's that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, what what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, send him, send him down to the G League and let him, like I said, let him, let him rediscover his shot and why he is so good against lesser talent. And maybe just get your confidence. And look at your old highlights from Washington, dude. You had a great shot, great form, everything. I honestly thought Markel Fultz was going to be a better fit than Ben Simmons coming out of college. Sure, sure, sure. That's supposed to be the point. Yeah, Speaking of that's... Philly, what's up with, with like, like Tobias Harris, man? They got like they, – they're getting themselves to like a big four. Now, whether they're able to resign yeah. like like Tobias and Jimmy Walker in the offseason, that's, like, that's, that's another thing, but – but but give me a thought. How on deep the, are they the, willing the to pay? The, really how deep are they willing to pay the luxury tax? That's a good question. I mean, how Very deep are they question. willing to get? Because somebody's going to pay Tobias Harris a max contract. I mean, right. even if it's a team like I, I, I we'll say, what if Sacramento jumps in and says, you know what, we want Tobias? I don't think they have the money, but I don't have the numbers in front of me nor the or the remembrance right now. But say they here you can have a max contract to buy his Harris. We can't get anybody else to come, so we think you're worth it. Just like a Chris Middleton kind of thing. Here's a max contract, mm-hmm. come play with us. Is Philly gonna pay that max contract? Gonna match that max contract on top of having to pay Jimmy Butler the nine nine plus year max contract, which is some shit like forty two million dollars at the end of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What do you okay you sign all four of them and use up all your tax base. Who are you surrounding them with? You gonna get JJ Reddick to come back on the Chiefs? Maybe because you gave him twenty five million for one year, which he ain't worth twenty five million, but you paid him. You gave him the money because right. he was going somewhere. Maybe he 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 does you a solid there, but none of these guys have the pool that LeBron does to pull in these veterans. Right. With the mystique of point. Golden State, which you know, you can have your four, your big four, quote unquote, but are your big four anywhere near what Golden State's big four was? Not really. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you're filled with top twenty-five players, but you don't have two top five players in Durant and Curry right. like Golden State did. 
we'll say did because I whole another story on Durant, but we'll say did in the, for this mm-hmm. for this for the point of this conversation. But I mean, like I said, your your best player is Embiid. Top ten right now. Yeah, as much player. as I love Joel Embiid, yeah. I'm up. I'm I'm on the Joel Embiid train 100. percent But I mean, there's a lot of guys I would put above him. If you're telling me draft one through ten, Joel Embiid might be my tenth pick. Wow, wow. Dude, Paul I mean, George, I think he's the yeah, best I can, big man. I, I think he's the best big man out Anthony Davis right now. Um, yeah, and Anthony Davis is above him. Yep. But I mean, we can play. Let's, let's, interesting chemistry experiment. Oh God, yeah. Yes, it's an interesting. I mean, Tobias Harris is the guy you want around him. He can spot up and shoot the three. He's not a locker room cancer, like you know, some players on that team are. Shall not yeah. name. Um, <laughs> yep. Like it's 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 very interesting for a team that I don't know, man. I just it makes them the most talented starting fives in the East, but that's just not deep enough. I, What's the bench? Yeah, what, well, yeah, mean, yeah, what the hell is the bench all about? Do what? So, I said, what the hell is the bench? I mean, they they were thin as it was going into the season, but who do they have? I mean, who do they have coming <laughs> off the bench as like bark plug? I mean. They they don't they have McConnell? the same they had last season. I guess that's yeah. I guess I guess that's him. Just him. I guess. Um, I mean, that's your sixth man at this point. Yeah, I mean, are they going to go six, seven deep? I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, they don't have. Much I mean, that's that's, that's a dangerous game. That's. I mean, I, they did bring back uh, Boban. Whatever his name is, the big oh, that's seven my, foot right, six right, guy, right. he came back too, so yeah. he'll get some minutes, which might not be a bad thing because he's again. Here's the stats per um, thirty six minutes, which I mean, long story short, thirty six minutes is what the average NBA star player play is yep. thirty six minutes. Right. He averages twenty six and fifteen as the single most efficient scorer in the NBA yeah. per thirty six minutes. Wow. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's limited defensively. Obviously, he can't cover, you know, around the arc and stuff like that. And, I mean, he's not – he's like Robin Lopez in the fact that he doesn't block an ass load of shots, but he's that shot-altering kind of big right. man. Okay. So, I mean, they brought him back, and it's it's it's, it's just not enough. Like, they don't have enough guys. That's the thing. Right. And that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I, I just – look, Philly's starting five, to your point, they're as talented about, as, as almost anyone in the NBA. It's just they have – they don't – they have little depth, and that's going to hurt them in the playoffs in these seven-game series. And especially they yeah, want to get that, like some yeah. Boston and Toronto in there. Yeah, it's more than a five-man team for sure with basketball. So, I mean, we'll see come playoff time. Yeah. Now, do you want to know the the trade that happened this se- this quote-unquote season, this trade deadline season that I think is going to have the most impact on any conference, on either conference in any league? I, I bet you can't. I bet mm-hmm. you can't guess which one I think it is. 
the Anthony Davis non trade. I mean that that would that would have taken the cake, but him not being traded doesn't doesn't alter anything. You know what I mean? It's status quo. He didn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, we'll but you got the team right. That, uh, you got the team right, though. That would be Miritich. Yes. That's the Miritich. Yeah, Miritich. Yeah. So, so give me your thoughts on the Miritich trade, trade right quick, and and All I'll right. follow up with my Miritich own goes to Miritich goes to the Bucks, which the Bucks are already yep. you know top seed in the East. They're shooting more threes right. than any team in the league except for Houston. Um, they're spaced out five out. They hardly ever have a big man down low, and that big man is Brooke Lopez, who eh, doesn't really rebound. Never has, never <laughs> really will. <laughs> this is a shame. He's like seven feet tall and can't rebound with the damn, but go ahead. No, but, you know, he shoots the three now, apparently, and does it efficiently, shooting at, you know, a 39% clip, which is really good. And like yeah. I said, uh, Milwaukee's shooting the most threes of any team Outside of Houston, which is uh, that's just the Rockets, like it's James Harden shooting threes whenever he wants. Right. Nikolai Meritich this year is averaging nine point zero three points attempted per game. So you're telling me you want to inject, and he's hitting him at a forty-one percent clip right now. He's he's been right. on fire this year. Whether that fire. whether that stays whether that stays or not is here nor there. We don't know. Coming from I watched him for a lot of years. Very hot, cold. Very, very hot, cold. So yeah. we'll see if, if yeah, it stays. If he stays hot, fantastic for him. But he's averaging nine point zero three points attempted per game, which beats out any player on Milwaukee's roster. And he's drilling. Right. Now the other thing is, is what's Nemiritich's biggest knock? Do you know what his biggest knock is on anything of his game? I would assume defense. False. That might be the biggest oh, wow. knock on his game, but his teams throughout his career have always performed better with him on the floor, and he owns a 1.5 defensive per, which you know, I again money or which again you know statistics minutes blah 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 yada yada yada. It's just one of the best yeah. ways to. It's one of the best ways to measure a person's, a, a player, just their defensive efficiency. And he owns a 1.5, which, again, 0.0 is the, is, is the average, is, is, you know, median. Mm-hmm. But he's above that. Everybody says he's a minus defender, but actually he's better than average. Mm. How about that? So, yeah, just so you know, just just so everybody here can get that <laughs> out of their system. He's a good defense. He's not a great defensive player. He's not a bad defensive player. He's a good defensive right. player. So, again, with, you know, my fun little stats. And that's, like I said, I think that's why it, him going to Budenholzer's system, never played for him, never played for a guy that's come from that coaching tree or that line of thought. But you're you're taking a volume three-point shooter and injecting him into the team that's taking the second most three-pointers in the NBA, and he's drilling them. This is a fantastic pickup for Minnesota, and he doesn't even have to start. He can come well, off the yeah. bench. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I, so, mean, he, he, I mean, he could be in the microwave off the bench in Milwaukee. Yes. I mean, yeah, and he won't bus. qualify for sixth man of the year because he started so much in New Orleans. But if he right. played an entire season at the rate he's playing, because he's really only getting six-man minutes, like he's not – 
he's starting, but he's only playing something like 25 or 26 minutes a game. Um, if you were coming off the bench with those numbers, you can talk about six man of the year. Yeah. Again, just so you know. Now, I mean, that, I mean, and, and I was going to say, Milwaukee is really going for it. I mean, they already have the own the best record in the league, <laughs> period. And and now they've got this cat who can drain threes on the team on the, on a the team full of athletes with, of course, the Greek freak and Middleton and company, and and and, uh, and, and, and Eric Bledsoe. They're stacked, man. They didn't have to give it that much to to get married. They are the Bucks are stacked. And yes, they are. If, if they don't. If they don't come out the East, man, it's going to be a huge upset if they don't come out the East at this point. I don't care don't what anybody them. says. The East is not as weak as everybody likes right. to make it out to be. It's very, very top-heavy. Very top-heavy. There's really right. only four teams in the East that you can talk about and even consider thinking about who's going to come out of the East. But how many teams do you think are coming out the West? Name me more um, than two teams one, who you think could genuinely one. make the NBA Finals. I was going to say just one. I was going to just say the Warriors. I I, I don't really trust them. I mean, Denver's good this year, but I, I think I think the Warriors are just by clearing away the OGs of, of the West. And and, and unless yeah. them fit or anyone figures that out, then it's curtains of the West. It's, it's, a, it's a one team. Now, do I think any team, team can be? Do I think anybody can be Golden State? No. No, but at least in the East over here, we're like, well, Toronto could do it. Well, Boston, you gotta, you you, you can't, you just can't count out Boston. Right. Uh, Philadelphia, who is putting together an all-star team, I guess that's what we call it here. <laughs> Philadelphia's putting an all-star team together, and uh, Milwaukee's. <laughs> what is Milwaukee? Yeah. What what are they? I know. Like, honestly, what are they? They're they're the Greek freaks surrounded by a white supporting cast. But what what are they? Like you can't you can't say I, I don't know how to peg them. Like it's it's the Greek freaking co. Honestly, it's just it's it's them. Right. <laughs> Greek freak and the crew, basically. I mean, they got yeah. a hell of a crew. They got a hell of a crew. I mean, it's. I mean, the East is a lot better than people are getting credit for. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, at least the East is wide the hell is wide ass open at the top. I mean, you you couldn't yes. say that in recent years with, with, with LeBron being in Cleveland, but uh, it's it's fun. The East is fun as hell, and and and, and you know what? There would have been a I would argue before Victor Oladipo got hurt, there was it's really a five team race with Indiana. Uh, you know, like because they're playing good ball too. Before he got hurt, which is that stuff. I hope he comes back 100 percent as much as he can because he was he's a hell of a player. I hate to see it happen to anyone, you know, in, in particular. But but at any rate, it's you know, it's, it, the East is going to be hell of hell. It's going to be hell of fun to watch, especially in the playoffs. But I think Milwaukee, which I think is why Milwaukee got Miritich to go with that crew full of athletes to like keep teams honest. To keep him like the spacing, Space the floor, because you, you said it, he's on fire for free. I mean, it's it's the same thought process as what Houston's doing right now, though. Honestly, at at its very core, it's the same thing, except they're taking it to the extreme because they've got Brooke Lopez instead of Clint Capella. Everybody shoot threes. Right. If we make them, we win. If we miss, them, we lose. 
let's just make leave the lane wide open for for the Greek freak to do whatever he needs to do with his athleticism because he is the single most athletic freakish player on earth. <laughs> it's the Greek freak moniker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's freaking amazing. Hey man, we're gonna get you out here on this, man. Um I saved the best for last. What the hell is going on with LA? Lakers that is. I mean, with, with the, everyone, okay. everyone could have sworn Eddie Davis was going to the Lakers, and now the Pelicans being, I don't know, they're being bitter or they're just being petty just to see what they could get out of the Lakers. I mean, are we going to look at the possibility where the Lakers get, like, no one to go along with LeBron and free agency or even in the trade and offseason for Davis? I mean, what, I mean, what the hell is going on in Lakerland? Okay. To answer that question, I need to first put this qualifier in there. I honestly think Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard are both going to end up in L.A., but, dude, it's the Clippers that are going to get them. Oh, wow. Both the Clippers, by getting, rid of Tobi- by getting rid of Tobias Harris, and then they made a couple of uh-huh. other small moves, one with the Lakers that freed them up just enough cap space to be able to afford both of them and gave them just enough draft assets to look at L.A. and say, oh, this is what you're offering New Orleans? Well, we're going to throw this at them, which is more than you can, and you've already given them everything. Mm. They have the most depth in the league. They're fighting for the eighth seed with who was their best player, Tobias Harris? Really? They're fighting for the yeah. eighth seed in the West. The bloodbath that is the West with Tobias Harris as their best player. Come now. He's a great, <laughs> great player. Great player. And Lou Williams is probably the second or third in the top five sixth man of all time. Sorry, I started to think, and we'll, we'll go top five. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, but, I mean, Manu's just number yeah. one. Manu and then Jay Richard. Jay Rich is just Jay Rich. But right, um, right. when it comes to, like, that, like, they've got a solid supporting cast. And the thing is, is they don't need to throw all of it as the Pelicans to pull in Anthony Davis, they don't need to. They don't need to throw all of it. They could. Like, there's a million different scenarios that they could go through, and the trade machine is amazing because I can. I I had time to play with it today. But Isn't yeah, that fun. Kawhi, that fun? Kawhi, and Anthony Davis can both end up can both end up in LA with the Clippers because of the maneuvering that they did. Now that being said, will it happen? I don't know, but it could happen. Um, as for what's going on. Lakers. Oh no! It's 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 LeBron's yeah. year, and they're they're terrified to miss the playoffs. They're horrified of missing the playoffs. They're losing in Boston right now. Oh, are they? I <laughs> okay. All right. Just while while we're on that, LA versus Boston, dude. Have you watched the thirty for thirty best of enemies? Yes, I have. It's awesome. Oh, my dude. It's pretty damn awesome. (laughs) I'm in the middle of watching the third one before I called you, and they just got to Larry missing the shot and uh, 87 in game four. Yeah. Yeah. That turnaround, that quick turnaround from from out-of-bounds play. Wide open. Wide open in front of the Lakers bench. Went in and out. I remember that. I remember watching that shit live, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I don't, but. You know, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not. So. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I turned 28 in a week, man, so I don't want to hear it. Oh, okay, cool, man, cool, man. Happy birthday in advance, but isn't that looking good for LA, man? Because when before LeBron hurt, they were like in the three, they were in, 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 in like in the three hole in the West, and they were like ascending. And, and of course, LeBron strain. I don't know. Strain, well, nobody's tweet this going and. They're just shit. Just Nobody's getting better. That's the problem. Like Lonzo Ball, not getting yeah. better. Brandon Ingram, regressing. But, I mean, there were some people, there were some very smart people that said Brandon Ingram might not fit next to LeBron. And he, he hasn't. That's the thing. He hasn't fit next to LeBron. His numbers have been better away from him. So, I mean, maybe the yeah. Lakers can coax the team into thinking, well, you know, he's not with LeBron. He'll be better if he's running the point because he did really well for Lonzo when Lonzo was hurt running the point. I don't, I don't know, but Lonzo's not. I still think he'll be a solid player, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think he transcend it. He's not going to get any statues for him. Like, I just, I don't. Yeah. Nobody's gotten better, and they have a ton of draft picks to throw at anybody, and they've gotten drawn. And they were terrified of missing the playoffs. It looks like that's going to happen because, man, Denver's not going anywhere. Portland's not going anywhere. Um, Dallas right. is not not going to make the playoffs after dealing Harrison Barnes, but they're right. – dude, Luka Doncic is a beast. Dude, he's an absolute yeah, beast. Yeah. What was I telling everybody? What did I say on your podcast? Who was the first person that should have been taken? Who was the one who should have been number one? Luka, Luka, and who was right? Just saying, and then and, and then now <laughs> man, I'm telling you, watch out for watch out for them in a couple of years. Back to to pivot back yeah. to LA, they're just not getting any better, <laughs> and they have nothing to give. Back to LA, so yeah. it's we just we got to no. see what LeBron's got up his sleeve. Maybe he can. I I don't know. I mean, he's the word is Mellow's coming to town, so. Oh, jeez. Cool there. Cool there. Have fun with that. He was in Chicago, too, for yeah. a little while. And so was Jabari Parker for yeah, $20 million. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so, let, let, I'm not going to lie to you. This right quick, uh, as, a, as, a, as a Bulls fan, before I let you go, how was that? How did you feel seeing Jabari Parker's ass sh- sh- uh, shipped out, shipped out of town? Oh. We got Otto sense. Porter Jr. for him. We've got Otto Porter Jr. I'm happy. Yeah. We traded. We <laughs> traded Jabari Parker and his twenty million uh-huh. <laughs> for Otto Porter. Cool. That's a win. Workouts <laughs> for all sides involved. Jabari got twenty million. The Bulls got Otto Porter. Couldn't have ended better. There you go. <laughs> hey, dude, I won't wait long uh, as long as I did to talk to you, whether it's NBA or whatever the hell is on my mind. So, hey, we're going to do this again quicker than we have before, and I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of NBA news or whatever. So be looking for you, bro. Be looking for you. All right, man, sounds good. Have a good one. All right, take care. You got it. That's my guy, Jared Singleton. As soon as we get stuff worked out, the weekend adjustment show on 1450 AM, WMOH, the ticket with my man Kevin McClune. It's going to be awesome. But those are good guys to talk to, especially all things NBA, because they're both huge NBA fans. I mean, huge NBA fans, especially Jared, and he brings the pain 
when it comes to all things National Basketball Association. A couple of quick things, right quick. National Signing Day came in, came and went last, like uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, yo, look, no one likes. I mean, look, I was I was I was pinned to my to, like, to my smartphone at work, of course, um, keeping up with the National Signing Day signings, of course. You know, Alabama got theirs, and Georgia, they, they got the top two. A&M's been recruited well, and the Jimbo Fisher, which I figured that they would be because Jimbo is a recruiting savant. And, of course, LSU is already up there, even though they come up short, which leads, which, 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 which leads me to say the following. People put too much stock in national, in, 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 in national signing in terms of the types of players assigned, the five or four-star recruits and everything else. I mean, that's all wasn't good for the excitement, and hell, I, I enjoyed the excitement and all, but people shouldn't stake, like, the futures of the squads based upon signing day, national signing days, because, again, I mentioned earlier, LSU, they've had the top five classes for the last few seasons, the average of the top five, and what they have to show for it. Nothing but mediocrity year in and year out. So, I mean, you can't really tell them, plus, you know, Clemson hasn't been at the top, but they almost never been at the top, and they keep churning out, you know, conference championships and playoff appearances, and and they're not going away. And so, what, what, speaking of which, got to give it up to Alabama and Nick Saban. Remember when I, when I was on the podcast a few weeks ago after they got boat raced by Clemson by four touchdowns, that's championship game, where people were saying, Alabama's out, Clemson's in. It's all about Clemson now. They did a new sheriff's in town. Yes and no. Yes, Clemson's the sheriff of town, but it's still a one and one A or two ones. Alabama's not going anywhere, folks. And as long as Nick Saban keeps recruiting and coaching those boys up with the quote unquote the process, that I mean that that Bama's here to stay, whether the haters like it or not. Um, so that's all I got to say about that. And also, as far as the Super Bowl goes, look. I hate the Patriots with the passion, or what Mark Slurf on on Fox Sports would say, the strength of a thousand suns. But I gotta recognize real. I got I, I have to recognize greatness when I see it. I mean, are we gonna ever see another run where a team goes to nine Super Bowls in nineteen seasons and wins and win uh, win six of them of those nine? Are we going to ever see that again? I think not. I mean, if you look at the NFL, the way it's structured now, where parity is the, is the thing. They they want teams, different teams, different flavors of the month to come in and, and do well in the Super Bowl, like do well season in, season in, season out. And the Patriots just like putting the proverbial middle finger to the idea and just keeps dominating, and especially with old-ass Tom Brady. I mean, sure, he didn't look good in the Super Bowl, but damn, if he didn't have an influence in that, on, on that drive in the fourth quarter that gave the Patriots the lead where, he, where they needed him the most, and he's been doing it all season. He had a great regular season, and the way he, he took apart both the Chargers and the Chiefs on, with the Chiefs on the road was just masterful. And, and how about the game plan by Bill Belichick? I mean, yeah, I've been calling Bill Belichick for obvious reasons because you know, he cheats. But the way they he shut down, he and his defensive staff shut down the Rams, which is totally amazing. And, yeah, I, I still am puzzled as to why 
Coach Sean McVay didn't run Todd Gurley more. I, I, I wonder why they were better to run or gave more of the carries to uh, that fat-ass C.J. Anderson. But that still doesn't take away the fact that Bill Belichick just coached rings around McVay and, you know, it is what it is. He's a GOAT. He's a GOAT of coaches, and Tom Brady is a, is a GOAT as far as players of all time. Definitely quarterback, for sure. He passed Joe Montana, in my opinion, two seasons ago when he came from behind against Atlanta. But outside of all that, that was the most terrible Super Bowl I've seen in my life, and in my lifetime. And, you know, I, I still want Roger Devil to give me those four hours back because, I mean, hell, <laughs> I mean, the, at least the kids at the Super Bowl party had a ride there. They just went to the other room and did their own thing. My kid included. The adults were the ones that we adults were the ones that that, that were that were holding the bag. Mm-hmm. One last thing here: a melancholy farewell to Frank Robinson. He's a legend. Uh, you know, as far as like he's a trailblazer in terms of he was the first black manager, African American manager, in the majors in 1975 as a player as a player manager for the Cleveland Indians. And before that. He was rookie of the year for the Reds. He actually was the Reds' first black player, if I'm not mistaken, which, of course, came with its, you know, baggage, if you will. Racial baggage, that is. But nevertheless, he was rookie of the year, hit 38 home runs as a 20-year-old kid. That's amazing. As well as being the first and only player to be in, to be named most valuable player in both the American and the National League. National League, of course, with the Reds, American League with the Baltimore Orioles. And get this, so what it, which one has to be one of the dumbest baseball trades of all time where the Reds shipped him out of town for a couple of dudes. In 1966, Robinson responded by not only hitting for the Triple Crown, but he led his, his Orioles to a World Series title the season after he got traded by the Reds. Amazing, amazing, and winning, winning another title in 1970 against guess who? The Cincinnati Reds. Amazing. So happy trails to to Frank Robinson. He was a trailblazer, and uh, I'm sure he'll be missed. He is missed by all in the baseball world, Reds fans, Orioles fans, baseball fans in general. He's a great dude, and he was an outstanding individual. So anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. This is the Clown Hour. It's your boy Scott Burke signing off. 0-6-9.